0: in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
1: Gentlemen, start your red <laughs>
0: Impex Pre-Owned presents Starts Your engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now... Here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Perry Allen Wood.
2: Good morning on a gorgeous Saturday in Spartanburg, South Carolina, boys. There's not much to talk about this morning, so let's just uh, let's cut this short. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, the biggest thing we've got to talk about right now for this show, and personally for us, happened last night. Yep. i tell you what. This is one happy bunch. I think the whole,
2: if you could shoot a picture of the earth from outer space, Spartanburg would be smiling. Absolutely. This is just a fantastic, fantastic day. If you hadn't heard, Jeremy Clemens won at Daytona last night in the, uh wawa 250 100 lap race he led the he led the last lap and that's really the only one that mattered he might have led the lap before like lap 99 or something i believe he probably did but uh man what a fantastic race and three hour rain delay it didn't get over until one o'clock in the morning but i'm telling you what it was worth it was worth the wait good morning alan good morning perry how you doing doing good uh i didn't stay up and watch the race but my phone started going off about one thirty, so... Uh, but what for, idiot
4: was contacting you I, at one thirty in the morning? It, it said Perry Allen. <laughs>
2: so, uh, <laughs> I, t- I texted everybody I knew and sent him a picture of Jeremy with his arms up in the air. So uh, that was, uh, man, that was a happy thing. I, I can't remember. I guess that's the happiest I've been since the last race he won, and that was in 2017. I remember when Kislowski won for Phoenix Racing at Talladega that time. That was out of nowhere pretty exciting and uh, of course all the races bud more everyone were were big thrills but i tell you they're they're kind of few and far between but i tell you what spartanburg's racing life has got a whole lot more than just the pulse we're uh we're
3: pretty healthy well besides just being from spartanburg jeremy clement racing is one of the smallest teams that compete week in and week out in yep. xfinity yep and uh i tell you what they uh they did a great job,
2: uh, sort of a survival thing. You know, you hear people ache about, well, he won it because uh, the race was uh, cut short because of the weather or everybody wrecked or something like that. But it, that doesn't matter, does it, Greg? Somebody has to win the race. And uh, um, I tell you what, the guy that he beats leading the standings, uh, um, uh, A.J. Allmendinger and the other guy that was up there, uh, Austin Hill, won the race in February at
5: Daytona. So, I mean, I think he did a pretty dadgum good job. i tell you what, it don't get no better than that. It was a good win. I was just like, y'all, I saw the rain and, and didn't learn about it till later. But, I mean, I was just, like, stunned. I mean, they're so happy for that team because, like uh, Ronnie said, they're small, and uh, but they run with the big boys and down there at Daytona. He died wrecked. He run right there with them and, uh, out the wind to be proud of against the hot dogs. And he smoked them. Well, i tell you what, um,
2: if you didn't see it, look it up. It's probably, you can pick it up. I don't know if there's a specific replay going to be, I, I, maybe can find that out before the end of the show. Cause I've got the TV listings here and I don't usually highlight the things that have already happened, but, uh, the, the, uh, the Peacock, which is an NBC property, probably has it because you can go to Peacock and see uh, a race up a month ago. They don't have it yet? I've already looked. Oh, okay. Well, they might. They might have it because a lot of people are going to be wanting to see it. But anyway, that's the big news. Jeremy Clemens wins last night at Daytona. He's in the playoffs. He went from like 16th in the standings, not in the playoffs at all. And I've been saying he's, he's not going to make it on points. He's got to win one. Well, he did, so he's in, and he went from nowhere to eighth in the points, and if somehow he can have some more good finishes and get some stage points, um, or win another race, he'll move up even farther. You know, last time, as Greg and I were talking about coming in, uh, last time he made the playoffs, you know, he led the whole, uh, he, he stayed in the top 12 the whole season with good finishes and everything, and. Uh, put himself in a position to be in the playoffs through points. He didn't win a race, but he was running good all year. And then if I remember correctly, when he got to the playoffs, he I think he crashed in the first race of the playoffs and never recovered. And of course, you've only got three races until they, uh, they, they cut the, the three with the lowest number of points out. And he was first, but he made the playoffs, but he was the first to get cut. So, uh, he just needs to get farther up there and, uh, and, and get some momentum. Now, he started this race in ninth position, and that was due to finishing 10th at Watkins Glen. And, uh, of course, the second-place finisher at Watkins Glen was uh, Larson, and he wasn't in this race. So that bumped Jeremy up to ninth. So Jeremy had a real good starting position, fell back. Well, let me don't get ahead of myself here. At 10 laps, he was running fourth and hanging in there right with him and I, this is a question i want to ask him i mean he fell way back i mean 25th 30th back there and i didn't know if he was just not that far off the pace or um he was trying to avoid the big wreck which he inv- he did inv- and av- avoid several of them to put himself in a position to win uh but he uh you know it wasn't until the very end that he was he was there battling for the win and it's a uh, that's just a great day. I'm so happy. Alan? Oh, uh you got some guests for us this morning? Yes, I do. Well, I got uh
4: I got some drag racers that has come in with us. I got Hank Gotton, I got Stacy Hall, Stacey Stacy Hall won a championship in drag racing. So I'm gonna kinda cut my deal short and uh let them come in here and sit in here and, and talk a little bit about drag racing. it about uh probably about 10 45 well you got another guest didn't you yes i got uh 11 o'clock i got earl strawberry davis uh i think he uh runs thunder and lightning over at cherokee speedway a lot and plus two he worked for budmore engineering so uh we'll have him on at 11 o'clock and uh he just texted in and said he's ready to go and he'll be calling in he's I think he's up in Bostick, North Carolina. Okay. He said he's going to go try to find a hill to stand on to be able to talk to us. <laughs>
5: make sure we got good reception. All right. That s- well, sounds like Strawberry. I tell you what, not only could he steer the wheel around them dirt tracks, but he could turn some wrenchings at Budmore Engineering's, too. He actually jacked the car when we went to Japan. And, that's right. Uh, he went to Japan with yeah. you guys, didn't he? And uh, he, fantastic employee, And but we heard more probably why i was working down there about winning every week and but he's heck of a worker strawberry he, he's he's a class act they uh they should have kept him
4: over in japan
2: i think <laughs> <laughs> they don't like strawberries maybe <laughs> greg welcome back you haven't been here in a long time i can't uh i can't uh not mention the fact that you've been gone for what a, a month or more five six weeks, something like that since you had your as you put it head on
5: collision with the floor, but you uh you look good it's great to have you here uh, it, i my Saturdays have been all messed up uh I know I got to talk all the time on one of the shows and a couple I of had, them yeah, a couple of them and uh, I think man Ronnie ate lunch once, and uh, well, we all ate lunch uh I think last week. I'm just so tickled about the, the Clements thing. I couldn't come back at a better time, but I wanted to make sure that i come back where my, when my mind was good and clear because I did take quite a quite a fall. I had a seizure and landed in it. Anyway, it was a collision with a TV set and a table and the floor, and it, it wasn't real pretty, but I'm bouncing back. Well, um, it kind of sounds like Kyle B- um, Kurt
2: Busch who has had to drop out of the playoffs. I mean, he was going to try to come back after, uh, after you know, when Darlington came in the first race of the playoffs, but he's not even going to do that now. And uh, I guess Ty Gibbs will stay in that car. I don't know when Kurt's ever planning to get back in there. Uh, maybe Deb can enlighten us on that a little bit more. But they showed that wreck again, and I've, I've, I guess I've seen it 10 or 15 times. I mean, it, it, it's a hard hit, but you wouldn't think he wouldn't. Knock a man out probably for the rest of the season, but uh, they're they're being very cautious, and uh, he's he's told him to pull his waiver. He don't, he
5: don't want to come back. One of the things that that, and I hope to make uh, contact with uh, Mike Helton uh, here for long, but I believe the rigidity of these cars, uh, the cars are gradually working out. Obviously, they're still running slower than they used to with with other cars, but uh, sometimes you the, you got to have the rigidity, and maybe some of these certain angle crashes affect the driver maybe more so than it did the, the previous car. But you can't argue with NASCAR safety standards. I mean, they've come a long way with it. And they're getting there with a the new car, slowly but surely. People are learning how to drive it, for one thing, ragging pin, pinions and but uh, they, they'll get there. But, yeah, I hope to see... See him come back, but it must have been this wrong hit where there was a lot of stiffness and that that's what all it takes. Yeah, he hit it backwards,
2: uh, and then he hit the, then the front hit. Uh, you know, like boom boom. And I mean he climbed out of the car and you wouldn't have thought it was anything more than just a normal crash, but it's uh it's taking its toll on him. So uh we'll talk to Deb a little bit about that too. I tell you. This season has, has taken on a new whole turn for me. I mean, uh, this Xfinity with Jeremy winning last night, I mean, I am so enthused and jacked up about it now, and I know I know he is too, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have some sort of function for him this week. I know when he finished, uh, where was it he had that good finish not too long ago? Was that Loudon or someplace? And they had a party for him over in Greenville that I missed. But maybe uh, – Maybe there's something in the works to do it again because it's, uh, this is a, a celebratory occasion if there ever was one. We got one more guest. Um, Alan didn't get them all, but I think I told you all about uh, my coyote problem a few weeks ago. I had two of the mangiest, scroungiest coyotes walking around my neighborhood, and they spent a good bit of time in my yard and on my back porch and on my deck where they left evidence of their, uh, of their adventures. So a couple of Sundays ago, one of them went away, or, or the scroungiest, ugliest, smallest one was there walking around the neighborhood, walking around my neighbor's yard, my yard, Larry's yard, both neighbors. And uh, he, uh, so I, I had already called a guy to come get him, uh, you know, to do something about it, whatever they do. And uh, he wanted 500 bucks up front to do it. And, but then he, I, and I said, okay, get him, but he never did. He never came back. He just like fell off the face of the earth. He was giving me all this hoo-ha about the game warden and this and that and the other. So, uh, I called, uh, this was the day of Neil Castle's funeral. I was, I was driving up to, up to that up in Gilkey, North Carolina. And I called the South Carolina department of natural resources and talked to the head man at Clemson. And, uh, he said that uh, he sent fax, he uh, texted me a list of people that handle these kind of situations, and uh, and that's where I got this other guy's name from that never showed up. I called another guy who wouldn't return my call, and so when I saw this scrawny one that Sunday a couple of weeks ago, I looked at, and it's got their hometowns and everything. So I, I you know I wanted one in Spartanburg, so I called this particular gentleman, and his name is Ethan Fagan, and Ethan uh, answered the phone on about 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. He lives over on the west side of Spartanburg. He said said near the uh, Texas Roadhouse, and he said, I'll be there in 20 minutes, and he came over there, and within another 20 or 30 minutes, the problem was solved, and so he is my personal coyote killer and um, probably a lot of others too. In fact, he thinks he got the other one earlier in the week that, that that I had also seen. So anyway, at um, 11.20, he's going to come on, and he's going to patch in with his phone, his partner, and I can't recall his name, but uh, we're going to have both the, these gentlemen on and talk about um, killing undesirable wildlife that you might be having a problem with. I, he handles skunks. I, I guess he handles everything. We'll ask him all that. Yeah. But I know he does a dadgum good job with coyotes because yeah. I saw it.
5: Coyotes are very dangerous, very dangerous for, for cattle uh, our pets. Well, Bud Moore, he's the first one that told me about the coyote yeah, problem had, around here. We, we we started having problems with them. We actually buried barbed wire six inches deep, four strands, trying to keep them out. But they're hard to keep out, and they'll catch a, a cow or a calf or especially a mama cow having a calf. And the only thing that, that deters them at all is to get a couple of donkeys. I know that sounds crazy. but uh, Well,
2: who told him that? Do you remember? Uh,
5: it was another.
2: It co- was David Pearson he told me. He said, I, Pearson said, go get you a couple of donkeys. And he went to some guy in Campobello, uh, I think, yeah. and got them. When well, we wrote his biography, that's what he said.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So something like, Oh, I don't. Also, we, we lost a, uh, a, a big racer this week here in Spartanburg uh we might have said something about it last week donnie owens
2: no we didn't mention it last week you just told me this week and we sort of jumping from one thing to another yeah. but
5: go ahead uh, well i just popped in my head and and you know cotton owens question, son and uh donnie worked right there with cotton the whole time him and Daryl and smoke all were about the same age and you know cotton and dot and my daddy and uh cotton all of them and my mama was real close in each other's wedding but do done a lot, and I think they're having some kind of service tomorrow you can look it look it up. I don't know if it's all private okay but, uh yeah we we lost a good one and uh,
2: I didn't really know Donnie Owens. I met him a bunch of times. he even used to come into Murphy Cadillac. I think he had a Pontiac or something and uh but um no, that was sad when you told me that, and I knew he was the same age as our brothers, my brother smoke and your brother Daryl so uh our hearts and Sympathies go out to uh, the Owens family, and uh, maybe we'll get a little more on that later on. But it's time for us to take our first break and come back and talk to Deb Williams, who uh, I was texting with at one o'clock in the morning, and uh, she said that she told Jeremy at the uh, at the press conference after the race that uh, he needed to come on the show this morning. But you know, I don't. I think he's probably sleeping in anyway. Let's take a break. Come back talk to Deb Williams. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: Big selection, all great, better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for forty-five or even the first ninety days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned, eighty-nine eighty-nine Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving, no matter what.
6: Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four
7: convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com.
8: Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners,
9: t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right, Image Printing now offers direct to garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave. Across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call
1: 864-583-8848. Hot down summer in the city.
0: Deb Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's Big Race? Now let's go live to Deb.
2: Good morning, Deb. How are you? I'm
1: um, still waking up. <laughs> well, I
2: tell you what, it's a, good, it's a good morning to wake up. We are just ecstatic around here with the results from last night. And, uh, of course, Deb and I were texting back and forth, and I, I told her, I said, Deb, you're a working member of the press i don't mean to distract you but uh that was a pleasure i enjoyed doing that deb especially on such a such a joyous occasion how, how was uh, jeremy after the race
1: oh he was ecstatic a um and you know nobody seemed to mind in the media center that it was about two o'clock or 2 30 in the morning uh, everybody wanted to hear his story and kept asking him questions and even after the, after the person with NASCAR who was moderating the post-race press conference was going to end it, you could tell Jeremy didn't mind that people still wanted to ask him questions, so they just let it go until everybody had asked all the questions they wanted to ask, and it was so neat to have such a good story, and he wanted his—he was taken and, and really liked a huge mur- mural at the back of the infield Media Center, which is a um, mural of the grandstands, and above it it says World Center of Racing, and Jeremy liked it so much he wanted his picture taken with it. So you can see the photo if you'll go to my Twitter account, which is Deb Williams 72 and uh, I posted it there this morning before I left the media center.
2: Well, Deb, uh, it's it's got him into the playoffs now, and not just in the playoffs, uh, the, the standings I printed off this morning, he's up a- He's in eighth place and, uh, right. and, and he actually did it with three races to go. I mean, there's three more races before the playoffs actually start. And as I was saying earlier, you know, he, uh, he got in the playoffs year before last by, uh, just some good finishes, uh, it stayed in the top 12 all year long, actually just about the top 10 all year long. But boy, when the playoffs came, he had a wreck, I think in that first race and the it, it just, it's like the air went out of the balloon and the, and they fell flat on their face, but you know, it looks like this time around um, he may be picking up momentum because he uh, he had the good finish at Watkins Glen, and then he won last night. And, gosh, if he'd have come through at Coda and Darlington and uh seems like one other place, Talladega, he had good finishes there in the bag and, and something went wrong. So uh, I think maybe he's, he may be peaking at the right time.
1: That's true. That's true. And when the, he was told uh, this morning – Uh, about the first three races in the playoffs and he kind of laughed and he said well there was one of them there he thought he would do well in so yeah he sidestepped a lot of nasty crashes last night and um, his Cinderella story didn't end at midnight it continued for another 90 minutes and it uh, certainly is an enjoyable story and it's one everybody's enjoying writing and hearing about and what's really cool, I don't know if he told you all, but in 1964, his grandfather was the crew chief for A.J. Foyt when A.J. Foyt won, the was then the Firecracker 400 here at Daytona in July. So he's kind of repeating himself, his family history, so to speak.
2: Yeah, and uh, I remember listening to that race on the radio because I've always been an A.J. Foyt fan. In fact, A.J. won it the next year when I went. But uh, when he won it in '64, that was in a Dodge um, for Ray Nichols, when he uh, he and uh, Bobby Isaac were teammates, and it was also like two days after Fireball Roberts passed away. I, r- I remember it distinctly. I was I was twelve, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just good to know that the racing uh, pulse in Spartanburg is is uh, beating very strongly this morning, and we're just. Couldn't be prouder. Now I did try to get him on the show. I, he's probably got his phone turned off, or he said I, I'm going to sleep in or something. But I, I texted him. I texted him while he was on television last night and said, <laughs> please come on the show at ten o'clock. And then I have called him twice this morning, so I'll just let him go. I guess they'll, uh, we'll get him on the station here sometime. But that's not like it's going to yeah. be this morning. But
3: he'll be here at least on Wednesday.
2: Well, yeah, he's on every Wednesday down at a, a downtown pub called uh, rj rockers he's got a a a weekly uh bit that he does down there with our afternoon show so and i may have to go down there myself so uh
1: anyway probably sleeping because i reminded him that he was supposed to call you but uh (laughs) he he told us in the media center that he probably didn't plan on going to bed so my guess is he's probably asleep
10: yeah
2: (laughs) well that's just that's good so let him sleep i i gave it a shot it didn't work but that's okay so, other news: we got another race tonight. Uh, just happens to be the the Coke Zero Four Hundred. Used to be the Firecracker Four Hundred back in the good old days. And uh, um, they, all the qualifying was washed out, so they have set the the lineup by uh, by the rule book, they say. And uh, so that will be tonight. Hopefully, how's the weather down there? Can we expect the same kind of delays, or is it? I mean, Spartanburg's crystal clear; not a cloud in the sky.
1: Well, that's the way it is here too right now. It's uh, oh, we've got the white wispy clouds, but it's it's sunny and hot, a typical summer day in in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida. Which means that in all probability, by this afternoon, we'll have showers. Yeah. But um, we'll just have to see it uh, if we get started on time or not. Every, everybody just kind of resolves herself as you know. It's summer, it's Florida, you're going to have rain at some point in time during the day. Yeah. But that's the reason Bill France Sr. always started the race at 10 o'clock in the morning. But even then, the first year that my parents and I came to the July race in 1967, they started at 10 a.m., and they got a few laps run and it started raining, and I think it was, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock that afternoon when they finally got the race finished, so Mm -hmm. Interrupted by rain throughout the day, so yeah. we'll just have to see. But right now, it's a beautiful summer morning in in Daytona Beach, Florida.
3: Well, I'm just glad they're going to start the race tonight because I definitely feel a nap in my future.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you always feel a nap in your future, especially after we get out of Applebee's. But I uh, uh, got a little bit of news uh this week, Deb, and I guess the sad news is that. Uh, Kurt Bush is just not going to be able to to make it. He's uh, he's uh, siding on the side of caution, and you know we talked about it last week about the concussions. And if you have anything else you wanted to say about it, because you're uh, obviously very knowledgeable, but uh, he is uh, he's just not going to be in the playoffs.
1: Well, you know we were all sad to hear that, and he's still working in the team's war room, as they call it, giving advice to Ty Gibbs and actually working in a position, doing things he'll be doing with 2311 racing after he no longer drives a race car. But Denny Hamlin said yesterday they still expect Kirk to come back. They're still expecting him to drive the 45 car in 2023. But he said, you know, unlike when he had his back injury and had to miss some races in 2013, That was a physical injury that you could see, and they could say, well, you know, it'll be ready by such-and-such time, or you'll be healed by such-and-such time. And with a brain injury, you simply cannot do that. And he said, it's something that you can't go into a race and fake. It's got to be 100%. And he said that Kurt's the only one that knows that. And he said... Kurt made the decision on his own. He didn't consult with anybody right. at 2311 Racing. And Martin Truex Jr. said he found out about it when everybody else did the way everybody else did. So it was strictly Kurt's decision. And like Denny Hamlin said, you know, Kurt felt like that when he does come back, he wouldn't be a champion in contention for a championship. So why take up that spot? Why not relinquish it at the beginning? So he said it was entirely 100% Kurt's decision, and he made it on his own.
3: Well, we also don't know, really, Kurt's younger self and maybe football injuries or something like that, and we know now that uh, concussions can have a cumulative effect over your life. So we don't know what kind of history he has that it's taking it longer.
1: That's true. And, you know, he's taken some hard hits this year. He's had some other uh, hard hit wrecks this season. And I know, I remember when Neil Bonnet had his severe crash at Darlington that sidelined him for several months. And Neil said that, you know, they didn't, or it might have been his wife that told me, they didn't know that Neil had had so many head injuries during his career until he had that one. Because when he had been in other wrecks throughout his career, he was always hurt more somewhere else, and they never thought to check for a head injury. And when they uh, he had that head injury in that multi-crash at Darlington. Then when they checked him, they discovered that he had had multiple head injuries throughout his career. So you're absolutely correct. You don't know what else has happened to his career. And, you know, sometimes you might get a mild concussion and not know you've had a head injury. Right.
2: Uh, you know, I, he so he's out for the driver's championship, but the owner's championship, the car is still eligible. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. And the car will still be going for the owner's championship with Ty Gibbs driving it. So, uh it is in contention for that. He's just not in contention for the driver's championship.
2: So, that's going to put uh who would be uh, B- uh Blaney doesn't have a win. Who's the next guy without a win? Uh I don't Martin ha- Truex Jr. Truex that's right. Truex. Mm-hmm. So, uh Yeah. Well, uh, I know Truex it- didn't want to get in that way, but uh and he might still <laughs> not. He's got to keep p- yeah. performing.
1: Well, listen, yeah, Ty- Somebody wins tonight that hasn't won and Blaney is ahead in points, then Truex won't get in. Yeah. But if somebody wins tonight that has won before and the points stay as they are, with um, then it would be Blaney and Truex. So you still, going in tonight, even though there's one extra position available than what we thought there would be when we came down here, uh, It it's still, you can't race conservative and, and place your – you're bad at getting in on points. Yeah. the uh, let's, let's, let's speak one, of,
3: one more question uh, 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 about this. With Ty Gibbs now finishing out the season, and he's been doing a great job, will he be in line for Rookie of the Year? Does he have enough races?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, we don't know if he's going to be finishing out the season. We just know he's going to be in the car this year until Kirk comes back. Kirk might come back with three races left in the season. We just don't know. And... Um, there's not a stipulation on well you can't run this many races and be considered for rookie honors like there used to be.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't, I, didn't either.
1: Yeah, that that doesn't exist anymore. I so, thought if you wrote
2: I thought if you ran more than 5 a season you were ineligible the next year to run for rookie. It
1: it used to be that way. Yeah. It's not that
2: way anymore. Okay. Well, that's why we have you on the show to bring us up to date. I'm still living in the 60s.
1: Um, Well, I can tell you this, it it was a heavy news day yesterday, and it's been a heavy news week. So it felt like February, the week of February all jammed into one day yesterday because it came out that uh, Greg Ives, Alex Bowman's crew chief, made his announcement yesterday that he's stepping aside as crew chief at the end of the season and after 17 seasons on the road. He's now coming off the road to work at Hendrick Motorsports with Chad Knaus. And Daniel Suarez has got his contract sealed up for next year. Joy Logano has extended his uh, contract multi-years. Eric Amarolo uh, officially said yesterday, he said the contract actually was not done until this week, even though it was reported last week that he was coming back, the contract wasn't done until this week. Everything wasn't finalized until this week. So that was that that uh, came out yesterday. And uh, it was a busy day yesterday. And Craftsman's coming back to the trucks. That's right. Craftsman will come, the first series sponsor that uh, the truck series ever had in, with Craftsman is coming back. It's kind of like Back to the Future. Yeah, well,
2: that's uh, I I like that. I mean, I always thought Craftsman was a a really good fit, especially for trucks. Let's do our point standings. Um, Alan, you won last week, so you're uh, you're leading the pack. You got 33 points. I've got 31. Deb's got 25. Lanny's got 24. Jada's got 17. Greg's got 16, and Ronnie's got 10. So uh, uh, I'm holding down the bottom. Well. You want to go first? Well, I'm,
3: I'll pick Truex.
2: Okay. Going to pick Truex. And, uh, Deb, uh, in uh interest of fair play, I'm going to take Chase this week. I'm going to beat you to him. I don't know if that's who you wanted anyway. Who would you like?
1: I'm going to take Bubba.
2: You know, I seriously considered that. I really did. He does. did I, yeah. He's a good choice. Uh, what you got there, Alan? I think I'm going to take the five car. Well, you might as well. He yeah. won with you last week. I'm gonna do like you do. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's George Sink, the lawyer. Anyway, uh, the uh, <laughs> I think Greg. Uh, can you see Greg back there? He, he, he's not. I don't know where he went. We'll get his pick in a few minutes. He stepped out of the room. And Lanny, you can text me yours in. I got a pretty good idea of who it'll be. And I think Blaney won this race last year, didn't he, Deb?
1: Yeah, I believe
2: he did. Yeah, because they during the rain delay, they showed it, and that's the only reason I knew it. So uh, mm-hmm. they showed the last uh, – they showed about the whole thing. But anyway, and uh, I guess Jada will take uh, Denny Hamlin. So, uh, well, Deb, that's uh, – you're on the ball down there. I won't bother you tonight unless something extraordinary happens. But, I, you know, you go ahead and do your job, and I won't bug you. And uh, uh, you're on – you're our – Boots on the ground at the track now, and uh, you're going to be in Darlington. And uh, it's just great. It's great to have you at the track. Thank you so much for coming on with us. And uh, you're, uh, you're a big part of this show, and we sure appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. I enjoy it. It's always a pleasure, and it's always uh, enjoyable to be at the track, particularly when you got so much news breaking and so many good stories. You like good stories like Jeremy Clement's story. You can't beat those good stories.
2: No, you can't, especially the one you just mentioned. So uh,
1: thank you, Deb. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Thank you. It's always a pleasure. And uh, Ronnie, who is she? She's the smartest woman I know. Smartest woman I know, too. So let's take a break, come back, and get the local scene from Alan and a couple of guests, uh, Stacy Hall and Hank Guyton from uh, the local Spartanburg drag racing scene. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
11: And Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. 10 hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's driving west on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open.
9: If you're riding around in your car, Listening to the game, and your car radio sounds like this. And you want it to sound like this.
12: There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Whoa!
9: then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it.
0: Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM. WSPG Spartanburg.
11: River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. PrintX on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, PrintX is the place to look. PrintX offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call PrintX and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, PrintX does that too. PrintX, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000.
13: Said no one ever. I love waking up to cold cereal.
14: Nothing satisfies like dry granola.
6: No. Here we say good morning with sizzling sausage. Biscuits baked to perfection. The enticing aroma wafting from your freshly prepared breakfast. So make your morning easy and mix and match a sausage, McMuffin, sausage, biscuit, or hash browns. Any two for just $2. It's McDonald's easy on the go breakfast. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valor when product served.
3: I see the bad moon I see
12: trouble on the
2: way. And welcome back to Start Your Engines, and let's go to Allen Hill for the local scene. Alan. All right, we're gonna start off with Cherokee
4: Speedway. They had the V8 tribal nationals there. This was the last night of three days of racing. We're gonna start off with the Crate Sportsman Division first place went to tanner fortune second went to chris jackson third went to jesse wall in the young guns v8 division first place went to ronnie penson second went to Landon davis third went to colt daltrey and the pure stock division first place went to tj penfield second went to mikey brock third went to kevin nations and the 602s uh 602 late model division easy for uh, you to say yes a lot of protesting going on here third place protested second place to get to first place and uh the man stepped up and said i'm gonna pull his car from bumper to bumper so that means motor transmission shot mm. everything had to go and guess who won john ruggiero jr okay mr wilson's car they had to take the motor to a, a neutral place it was a crate motor so if you're a crate motor man you buy it from him you got to take it to a neutral place and that man gets to take the Take the motor, not your motor man. So, motor. when was the race decided? Thursday. And they're still looking for two things. That is uh, tire prep. they getting results back on the tire prep, and they looking for results on uh, fuel. So, have they not declared a winner? Uh, they pretty much declared it, I think, as of last night. But uh, the man got his motor back. Thursday afternoon, I doubt John will get that 602 motor back together in time. So, he's, I think, I talked to Mr. Wilson. So, he'll be getting a 604 late model car out and going back to Cherokee tonight. So, congratulations to them on a good deal. Also, Mideast Thunder Bomber. First place went to Rod Tucker. Second went to Luke Doggett. Third went to Madison Hoots and the Super Sportsman Division. Listen to this again. A lot of of, of protesting (laughs) over at Cherokee Speedway. When they get up to the big money, which was $3,000 winning this division, second place, protested first place. First place, he got to back protest second place. And uh, third place won. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, congratulations to Cade Langley. He run third, but he actually got first place money. So uh, good night for Cade Langley. Second was Ron Scully. Third was Chris Stone. At Carolina Speedway last night, six divisions racing. Start off with the Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Benji Knight. Second went to Justin Truett. Third went to Grant Parr. Pro Four Division. First place went to Randy Powell Jr. Second went to Brian Goforth. And third went to Brandon Henson. Thunder Sportsman Division. First place went to Colt Gilliam. Second went to Luke Edison. Third went to Justin Fy. Hornets Division. First place went to Scott Collinger. Second went to TJ Slack. Third went to David Bean super sportsman division first place went to ronald scully second went to trey Beatty third went to Cade langley pure street division first place went to gladen ballard second went to grayson sutton and third went to john mullinex traverse rest speedway last night they got all the heat races run but got five minutes into the main event rain come in and everybody knows that traverse rest speedway over in greenville county that's in a curfew zone so uh they had to call it off because they decided that they could not get all their racing in. So, uh, now I've got our guests, some of our local drag racing people here. I've got Hank Gutten and Stacey Hall, and I'm going to let them talk about our local drag racing scene here.
15: So, uh, all right, Hank. Hank, tell us what's going on and who you got there. Uh, I got the engine builder from, uh, Fulton Competition, uh, also a world champion in PDRA, uh, let him tell his little, you know, his story, his kind of his racing career, how he got started, and where he's at today, and and kind of what's the future of uh, of some drag racing here in the next two two to five years.
16: Go ahead, Stacy. I
17: don't know how long it's gonna last there. Go but I will tell you a little story right quick about me and Hank. Hank's known me my whole life, and uh, matter of fact, the very first race I got to the finals, I had to run him in the finals and beat him.
15: I know he'd tell that story. <laughs> Had
17: to, <laughs> but anyway, it's nice to know Hank for all these years. He's a good guy. Sticks, sticks with me for everything.
15: Um, uh, yeah, Stacy. He's like I said he he grew up, what six years old. Started over at Fulton Competition, actually probably down here on Howard Street. Yep. Uh, back in the day, and uh, he uh, that's where he's worked ever since. Been
17: there since I was three
15: three i'm sorry he's worked there since he was three uh but no. he is the engine builder at fulton competition and uh back in the day they probably started building 283s and now you're up to high big
17: 959 pro Mom motors
15: 959 cubic inches now wow so yeah so yeah
17: it's gotten crazy over the years yeah well, when, I, when i first started it was a little be stock motors you pumped them up the best you could. Now we got billet blocks, billet heads, 959 inches with six systems of nitrous on them, fuel injection. They run 350s, 360s, an eighth of a mile, 205, 206. It's crazy. Eighth
2: of a mile. Eighth of a mile. Eighth of a mile, yeah. Well, you know, um, we need to have Gene on the show. We haven't had him in a long time. Good luck
17: with that. Huh? (laughs) Good luck with that.
2: Well, we've had him on before, and he's uh, actually – Back in 2012, and I said this over and over. I did this thing for uh, the Chapman Cultural Center. They asked me to do the history of racing in Spartanburg County, and I went out there and I, I talked to Gene and I said, "Well, you got something you can, uh, you can loan us to put on, you know, in the museum for the. It ran the whole summer, from like June the 15th to Labor Day." And he said, "Well, you can take that
17: engine right there, and if you can get eighty thousand dollars for it, take it." And it, this thing, it looked, it was gorgeous. You talking about the motor down at down there at the place that day? Yeah, I took it down there. Did you? Were you in on that? Yeah, I took the motor down there. You we, about, that was fun to get that motor from the sidewalk into the building.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we went up the freight elevator, but that was a, what was that? That was a gorgeous motor. I
17: remember what size it's eight hundred something back then. It was enormous.
2: Yeah. I mean, that you already was, see them now though; they've gotten yeah. even bigger. That just, was ten just years 800, ago. just eight
15: hundred, just eight hundred. Yeah.
17: So y'all are
2: off this week, but yeah. Greer, Greer
15: Greer's closed today, and uh, Union County Dragway's closed today. So I said this would be a great day to come into the to the in, to your show. And uh, like I said, I I brought I talked to Alan and letting us come, and and I said we need to talk to Stacy because he uh, like I said, he's a PDRA world champion. He's got a 63. no what, what split is, that? A PDA? is that? Corvette. PDA? PDRA, you're... Professional Drag Racing Association. Okay, all right.
17: Yeah. yeah, they run, they run, every, we run a uh, Virginia, Galat, uh, Bud's Creek, Maryland.
15: Darlington? Dar-
17: no, we didn't go to Darlington this year. Okay. I'm actually leaving next Thursday to go to Cecil County, Maryland for our, the Yellow Bullet Nationals, Jim Halsey's track. Okay. Hope to do good there. Yeah, y'all
15: run, y- y'all kind of run up down the East Coast. Yeah,
17: we go everywhere. Yeah. Norwalk, Ohio.
2: Wow, I mean that's yeah. uh, drag racing is very healthy around here too. Huh? There is so much racing in Spartanburg. You know, you think about with uh, with uh, no more Bud Moore and Cotton Owens and David Pierce. You know, you think, well, we we don't have any racing, but it, racing's very healthy around here.
15: Yeah, I mean, just like it over at Greer. I mean, there's a lot of people from Spartanburg. Uh, you know, Ian Chesney right there, North Carolina, up in. I mean, we'll have, you know, we'll have 100 cars on Saturday night just yeah. for a, a local race.
17: There's drag know. cars
15: everywhere. Yeah, and when he goes, you know, y'all have, what, 150,
17: 200? Oh, we have a lot.
15: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so It's
17: like my wife right now. She's in Ohio working. She works for American <clears throat> Race American Race Cars, which is people that build, build our dragsters for us. They're having a big money bracket race up there in Ohio at Dragway 42, and I think there's like 350, 400 cars there right now.
2: Good grief. Yeah. Now, what, 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 car, what is your car?
17: I have a 63 Corvette Tommy Mooney built here in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. Then I got two Drashers, one I drive and one my daughter drive. My daughter races top Drashers, and I race top Drashers. And I, I also race top sportsman.
15: How
2: old's your daughter?
17: 31.
2: Oh, okay. So, uh,
15: But she started when she was,
17: uh, I don't exactly remember. She raced junior Drashers. Yeah, quick. probably yeah. probably started when she
15: was 8 or 9. Yeah. Yeah. She what? ain't
17: raced, but she's only raced once this year because she just had a new baby, baby Josie yeah she come back a couple of weeks ago and got to race for the first time this year she's done pretty good for her first time out
2: we're talking to hank guyton and stacy hall um two uh members of uh, the local drag racing scene that uh, I, i'm i'm just amazed that that everything is uh that there's so much of it now you, the guy you said built your car he's he he's from spartanburg too
17: He actually lives in Shelby, North Carolina. Tommy Tommy Mooney's his name, but his shop's over here on uh, Valley Falls Road, TM Race Cars, Tommy Mooney Race Cars, on Valley Falls Road, right right past Cotton's Owens Old Place, Yep. down the Fine Road right there, where his shop's at.
2: Wow. Yeah. Well, this is is great to hear, Uh, especially after last night with uh, Jeremy winning. You told a funny story about Jeremy out there in the lobby. (laughs) Can can you give us a condensed version
17: of that? Yeah, I want to give Jeremy congratulations to win last night, but... Back when I was fourteen, he was probably twelve. Gene, when you talking about Gene a while ago, he took us parasailing. He had his old military parachute. He took us parasailing up on Interstate seventy-four. I got in, before it was finished. Yeah, before it was finished, it's a dirt road. They was making <laughs> building that road up at the question center, and uh, I got tangled up in the power lines. And poor Jeremy got uh, off the side of the mountain and hanging upside down by the end of trees. <laughs>
15: <laughs> that was a good day.
17: Yeah, we all lived.
15: Yep.
2: Well, I tell you now, uh, Hank. Do you have any big events coming up out there? Uh do we look forward to it? it Seems like y'all used to always do something on Halloween.
15: Yeah. Well, next next weekend, the holiday weekend, Labor Day, ten thousand dollars to win in the in the pro class, which is my class. Uh, next Saturday, I think the gates open at eight. Uh, cars will be on track by nine nine thirty. But yeah, ten ten thousand dollars to win, and if and then on. Next Saturday, but then on Sunday, uh, Union County Dragway's got a uh, paying five thousand dollars to win, so you can you can go to Greer. You can win ten thousand. You can go to Union the next day. Maybe went and pick up five thousand.
2: So, now do y'all coordinate it so you don't run it at the same time?
15: They did because uh, Union had they had advertised their race, and then he didn't realize that we'd already had ours lined up. So he he gets back on uh, social media and says, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna move mine till Sunday," so. All y'all racers from that's racing at Greer, how about come on down to my track on Sunday? So, I, yeah, we'll be there.
2: Well, I always ask you this. Not always, because we have you on several times a year. But I, I think I ask you at least once a year. The drag Greer Drag Strip is in Spartanburg County? Yes. Okay. So it's in Spartanburg County. We do County. have an active
15: yes, sir. racing
2: track in Spartanburg. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's yes, good. We need to keep
17: yep. it that way. I tell yep. you how old me and Hank are, we used to race at Spartanburg Drag Strip.
15: Yeah
2: yeah that's we not, missed it i went out well i went out there one time and saw yeah. dino don nicholson flip a mercury comment i think it was yeah. but anyway uh so uh, you guys now you won the championship last year stacy 2020 2020
15: yeah. okay during COVID. second last year didn't yes second last year and was the world champion in 2020 in top sportsman.
17: just they had a uh what they call the pro stars race a couple weeks ago at in virginia I've won it back-to-back two years in a row. Well, excuse me, three times in a row. So that was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he goes
15: show. on vacation, and then when he gets off vacation, he goes to this Pro Star race, and he wins it every, every year. Every time. So, <laughs> so, yeah. three, three years in a row. So, yeah, I'm like, man, there's something about just taking a vacation.
17: let <laughs> <Comes laughs> must head. work. It comes yeah. down.
2: Well, I, it's great to know that we've got uh, so much activity here in Spartanburg and championship drivers and uh, winning on TV last night. Now, wh- where do you stand in the points this year?
17: uh i'm not real sure i didn't do too good this year no. of, course, of course i missed a couple races this year all Messed, right that's two so that, that, I, that hurt me
2: he's getting pr-
15: top
17: five yeah i think yeah baby daughter had a baby yeah daughter had a baby so that's
2: probably slowed you down a little bit a little bit
17: <laughs> <laughs> we've got two now we've got L- lakin and josie Yep.
2: okay josie that's a great name
17: yeah
2: well guys it's great having you on hank i've told you this before and uh, obviously you Got a hold of Alan and did the right thing. Uh, we'll get you in here one way or the other. Glad to meet you. I don't think we if we've met. I don't remember it, but
15: uh, we we always yeah we've met. I've been here a couple of times. Okay, I see. You, I see you at the uh, mall car show about every year. Yeah, 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 in, yeah, in yeah, yeah. That's so, right. Yes.
2: and yeah. uh, yeah. and Stacey, it's nice to meet you again. Yeah, I guess it's been ten me. years since we uh, put that engine in the museum. If you were in on that deal, uh, I was there. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I it's remember. It's been been long yep, time yep. flies. Yeah. Yep. Well, look, guys, thank you for coming by, and anytime you ever got anything you need to promote or talk about, just uh, let one of us know, and we'll, uh, like Alan told you, we we really kind of fly by the seat of our pants around here. We'll get you on. If right. We have to
15: Yeah, cut I mean, somebody I, else out a little that's bit. That's right. Well, right. I appreciate, appreciate it. Okay, I appreciate you having us on. Like I said, I appreciate uh, Bone Belting, uh, Jim West and Sons, my sponsor, and, and Fulton Competition, which is really Stacy. He's my <laughs> engine builder, so but I appreciate those guys, and you got some sponsors you want to hit real I quick? We got a whole bunch of we ain't got time for all that. Okay. I'll just thank everybody. How about
17: that? You yep. got you got t- ten seconds. I appreciate everybody's help. It's helped me through the years. And uh, you
15: don't
2: think I can get Gene Fulton on this show? You probably can. Okay. Good. Because I'm a, I think might, I'm gonna try. You,
17: you might not want him on. The mic might show. be going beep, 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 <laughs> beep, beep, beep,
2: beep a lot. All right, boys. Thank you so much for coming in and uh we appreciate it. We're gonna um cruise on up to the top of the hour here and take our uh break from fox and get the uh um the uh, legend strawberry davis on afterwards this is fox sports spartanburg let's go the home for bump and run with tyler
0: sugart fox sports spartanburg 98.3 fm WSBG spartanburg we are
18: and here's what you need to know. Late Friday night, the Seattle Seahawks officially named Geno Smith as their starting quarterback. NFL media reports Carolina Panthers number two quarterback Sam Darnold is believed to have suffered a high ankle sprain in Friday's win over the Buffalo Bills and will have an MRI today. Saints over the Chargers 27-10. New Orleans quarterback Jameis Winston saw his first action since tearing his ACL lock last October. He played one series, completed all four of his passes for 59 yards. NFL media reports Saints' first-round offensive tackle Trevor Penning suffered what's believed to be a bad case of turf toe during last night's game and will have an MRI. In Major League Baseball on Friday night, the Yankees won an Oakland 3-2 on Aaron Judge's three-run home run in the top of the fifth, his 49th home run of the season. Dodgers won at Miami in 10 innings, 10-6. Mookie Betts, two home runs, and then the go-ahead RBI double in the top of the 10th. I'm Isaac Lowencron.
11: Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app.
19: Tracing roots to 1832, Jenny is a leading financial services firm, dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC.
6: Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com.
0: Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina.
14: Gentlemen, start your resume. <laughs>
0: impex pre-owned presents starts your engines find your next car truck or suv at impex pre-owned on asheville highway in boiling springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. here's your racing team for today show producer ronnie black author and veteran motor sports journalist deb williams local action from winning car builder and owner alan hill former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood.
2: And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines, and it's a pleasure to welcome onto the show a local legend. Everybody knows him, it seems like, and he's a... Said he's standing on a mountain, so he get a good signal for, for us. He's uh, Earl Strawberry Davis. Good morning, Strawberry. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing great. Great to have you on the show. Uh, you know, I, I have it's come to my attention that everybody knows you.
20: Well, yeah, I've been around a long time and raced a lot of places myself and, like I say, worked with the race team in Spartanburg both teams, and I've met a lot of people.
4: Well, Earl, yeah, uh, I know you drove a lot over at Cherokee Speedway back in uh I think it was the mid eighties, somewhere along in there. Yeah, eighties and nineties, yep. Yep. Uh you was running in that uh what you call T and L division?
20: Yeah, T and L. Me and Wally and Bishop and Bobby Howard and there was a bunch of them in there. Freddie Crawford, we thought you could you had about twelve cars there could win easy.
4: Yeah, it was a uh, hard division to win in, wasn't it?
20: It was tough. Very tough. Uh, what oh, kind of, no.
4: <laughs> what kind of race car did you have back in? Everybody, uh, from what I could gather, most people's rated Walter Newman cars, wouldn't they?
20: Yes. That's what I had. I had a Walter Newman and, uh, we had one, we had built, but we had a Walter Newman car and it was, just, it's just, it worked so good.
5: Yeah. Strawberry. It is so good to hear from you. Uh, have you got over your Japan trip yet? I, <laughs> I still have nightmares over that deal we done in 96.
20: No, I'm going tell you, that was the best trip I had me a ball over. I was going to tell you, I, I'd go back today. <laughs> that, that was
5: a fun trip, but I, I tell you, Strawberry, you done such a real good job. And at the same time, you, you know, you was working at the shop and, and took yeah. over the rear ends the transmissions and, and just worked on the car. You, you could turn wrenches and you could turn the steering wheel on that dirt car real good, too, I know. Uh, it seemed like about every time you come in the shop uh, on Monday, it's Saturday night, you'd won the race or, or run in the top three or something. So uh, you just, you're famous in, in two arenas, uh, NASCAR as a mechanic, and I think you might could have drove one of them. You know, we talked about it one time. And, uh, I uh did, and you know you kept saying, let's let old strawberries have have a turn at it." And I, I, I don't think, think I you'd fit go. in the seat. I'm trying to think. We had Morgan and Bodine back then, and, and you're a little bit taller yeah. than him, aren't you?
20: Yeah. But uh, we was at Rocket and Jeff Thomas said, "Strawberry, get in this car and make." You, and I could, well, I tried, I tried to pack you in there, but there was no way.
14: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Which did you like better, twisting wrenches or, or steering wheels?
20: Oh, I love turning the steering wheel. Did you? i tell you. I w- I started driving for Ronnie Strange in 1990, and that we. I drove with him to about 97 or 98, and we won about 144 races and about six championships, I think.
2: I'm gonna ask you a question, uh, and I, I I may be sorry I ask it if the answer doesn't come out right, but uh, aren't you in the Hall of Fame over at Cherokee Speedway? Yes, sir. Okay, I I, good. <laughs> I wouldn't want to ask you that if you weren't in it. Cause I thought you were.
20: Yeah. They, I got inducted, uh, 2014. I think it was. And they, that track was a half
2: mile back when you raced on it. Is that correct? I mean, it's been shortened since uh, your day. Hasn't
20: it? Yeah, it's it's been shortened. I ran on it about three years ago. It's way shorter than what it was. It was half mile. And, um, as a friend of ours, he was a highway patrolman. He loved coming and watch. sometime. he'd sit up there and clock me as I drop off in one. Then he'd come over and let me know how it's running. He clocks at one hundred and twenty-eight to one hundred and thirty dropping off in one when it's half mile.
5: Wow, it's getting on with,
20: but that's getting on with. Uh, with you talking about the Japan trip? I'll never forget. We were sitting there that morning, and all of a sudden, Donnie says, said, "Bud says, said, uh, Danny, Danny ain't gonna go. He can't go to Japan. He was the Jack man." Done says, What are we gonna do? And Bud looked over and said, You got a bear right there. Get his passport, go practice. <laughs>
5: go yeah, I remember that. And and you done a good job. You know, we had Wally. We had we had a good shot at winning that race. Wally Dallenbach Jr. And uh I remember uh we had to run a lap, then come in and change two tires and make another lap. Yep. And good uh stop. And but I can't I can't remember. But, but that, that that trip was something else it, uh, uh, it was just one of the main. Of course, we had a lot of adventures about everywhere we went in 92 and 93, it seemed like, or, or back oh, in those days. But uh, I'm trying to remember, what year did you you come to work when Morgan was driving, you, or it was it earlier than that?
20: I come in 90. When, when Jeff started, that's when I come.
5: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep and went running pretty good right after that i think won the class run third at daytona and uh yeah. had had some good years with him but uh yeah, yeah so he what, what. i remember bow down trying to get get in the car Said, crawl in that son of a gun go take it a did. and he wanted me to pass <laughs> and uh he he uh you, you couldn't you couldn't quite get in it but uh uh-uh. but now uh, strawberry comes to quite a few of the races and uh, oh, yeah. done, a, done, a, done a lot of work for us.
20: We took in the... Uh, y- y'all was gone when we can bug Bud gave me the setup for Dover. He says, here's what I want on this car. When I get back, I want it ready to go to red track. We're going to get the pole. I I mean, I worked on that thing. I even had to go in a little bit on Saturday to get it ready because I know he wanted that car ready for Monday. And I'll be doggy, we didn't go get the pole at Dover in that car. That's
2: right.
0: That's
20: the first pole he... It's just Ricky Rudd, I'm pretty sure.
2: We're talking to Strawberry Davis, a local legend behind the wheel and and under the hood. Uh, So what are you doing these days, Strawberry?
20: I work with the town of Lima in wastewater. I switch jobs, and I've got in wastewater. I run jet machines and cameras and just whatever they need done, fix stuff. It don't matter, but I work with a town of Lima over there.
2: Okay. Well, government employee.
20: Yeah,
5: I've been with the government now about about right at fifteen years. I bet I bet he you do a good
20: job with them, too. Oh, that I enjoy. It. They they good people and they treat me fair. And I I do. I work hard. I I try to do stuff before they want it done most of the time. I'm, I'm always busy.
2: Now you said just a few minutes ago that you ran a, you ran a Cherokee about three years ago. You you still try your hand at it every now and then.
20: Yeah. I we have mayor had a car and we tried it but the front end was wrong and it just couldn't just wouldn't work. It wouldn't I couldn't couldn't hold it in the steady line and I did do that. But yes um I actually want to I hope to run three or four races, maybe five next year if not more. I w I wanna get me a pure stock car. I'd like to just something to play with. I wanna go.
2: Well, Alan, I think can help you out here. He's over here. He's over here smiling and laughing. What, what's what's going on
4: there, Alan? Uh, nothing. What, what's a racer always a racer?
20: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> you get it in your blood. It's hard
5: to get out, ain't it, Strawberry?
20: Oh, okay. You can't lose it. Ain't no way. I. It's hard for me to even watch it. I. I, I get pumped up watching it, listening to it, and. Hey, how about Clemens last night winning at Daytona?
2: Man, we've been talking about that all morning. We're so excited and happy. And uh, if he, uh, he must have his phone turned off or he's in a a deep sleep because I've called him a couple of times to see if I could get him on this show, but I don't think it's going to happen.
20: Well, you don't know. He might call you back here, but I'll tell you, I've known them guys. See, They bit my motors too and helped me. Helped me. Hey, they. We worked it out. They get the race track and help me. And I've known all of them the race with them, race against them. And a uh, good, good, good bunch of people there. Do
2: you know Lewis and uh, Crawford?
20: Yes, sir. His Crawford helped me. I was trying to get a rear end together. Crawford said, just bring it on down here, Strawberry. I not, you know, that's when you're doing it yourself and didn't know. I, I went down there, and he put that thing, set it up for me and everything. I never had done one. But as of that, I learned me something right there. <laughs>
4: well, for Crawford to, to put your rear end together, he had to like you because... You knew exactly where you stand about three words out of your mouth. He would either tell you to get out of his shop or you could <laughs> stay.
20: Yeah. yeah, he told me to go get it and bring it. He said, I'm going to fix that rear end. And he did. He, he, I stood right there with him and he lined that thing up. And I remember 10 to 12, if I think I'm right, 10, 12 degrees. And I was just a grinning. I'm going to tell you, I was a grin.
5: <laughs> well, you know, you wound up being real good on, on the rear ends and the transmissions and. Uh, basically, yes. all that stuff that uh, when Ken Myler retired, you took all that over, and, you, and Strawberry know how to put the pattern on it, on on that yep. nine inch forward pumpkin or whatever they called them. And there's a trick to it. You do it right, it stay in there. You don't do it right, it it, it, it it's a tough deal, and it, it's a, somebody that really knows how to do it. it it's got to show somebody really wants to do it. And uh, yep. Strawberry got sure. he was he was good at that. I remember we were the racetrack one time and. Uh, that back when Carter was with us, and yep. Strawberry wasn't there, and we had a little something wrong with the transmission or, or we needed another gear, and that, that gear hadn't been set up or something. And he said, man, where is Strawberry when we need him? <laughs> I said, I don't know, but uh, we sure need him now. I wish I'd have stayed home and let you go instead of me, and we'd probably been in better shape. Yeah. But uh, Strawberry, we just can't thank you enough for all the stuff you've done.
20: Well, I, I enjoyed the job, enjoyed working. I, I enjoyed the whole, I enjoyed, I had a great, great time there, working there as good as getting paid to work. That was, it was, it was a pleasure. But, yeah, Bud come over there, and Bud lumped me a lot. When I first went to work out there, him and Donnie Wingo. Donnie Wingo, I'm going to tell you, 8-Boy Sharp, too. Him and Bud worked with me a few days there and showed me patterns and had them put that string in there. And next thing I know, I could cut one within a, the 10th and the 1,000th, and I enjoyed it. Yeah,
5: Strawberry, you got pretty good on the chassis setting and stuff too, didn't you?
20: Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I loved doing that bump steering action Ashman. I'll never forget. That's what Bud, he was far on that. I want it like this, he'd say. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you know what we should have done? You know, we was all the time testing. Uh, you know, we'd go to race track right by ourselves at Martinville, Wilkesboro, or something. But I'd love to, at uh, either one of them places, but Wiltboro would have been ideal. It's just move the seat back and let you crawl in it and run it a few laps, get used to it. I believe you'd run pretty close to what they run right off the bat.
20: I'd have loved to try it. We went to uh, Jeff Bodine. He helped me one time. He got me some Hoosiers. That's when Hoosiers was kind of in there. And the fellows out of uh, Moore down there, uh county bum.
5: I know who you're talking about but I can't think of his name.
20: Yeah. They, we took their car. We just took off on a weekend. Donnie Wingo tried to hit me a little bit up there, and the Hoosier tires, they wasn't good at Martinsville, though. Everybody went back to a good year, but I couldn't. Three and four, I was as fast as any car there, but I couldn't, just, I couldn't get through one or two and didn't make the field. They were 70-something cars, though. NASCAR was off that week, and this was a bush race, and I didn't get low enough in the field to go in the race, so... I didn't make it, but it, it it was, it was it was fun trying.
5: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, y'all had uh, what what y'all uh, working with uh, Don Satterfield and something in his car a little bit.
20: Yeah, thanks, car. Yeah, but the week, weekend we went up, we was get ready to leave that week. Had everything been loaded and had me fitted and everything. And then Mr. Saxton, he had a little stroke. And he didn't get to go, and I wish he could have been there. Don yep. Satterfield with us, and we all worked hard, but we just didn't quite make it. Yeah. I wish Mr. Satterfield it go. He he's the one that to see it much as I did.
2: So, what are you doing up in the mountains today?
20: We actually the whole my whole my grandkids. I got seven grandkids up here, and the family, and we're just up here at uh, Yogi Bear in Golden Valley, above Boston, North Carolina, camping, just hanging out well that's a yeah, water park yep
2: that sounds great having some good family time there strawberry we got to have you on more often i love hearing your stories and uh like i said every, when i announced about wednesday that strawberry uh davis was going to be on the show i i ran into a bunch of people that said man i've known strawberry for years i didn't know who they were but they all knew you
20: well great that's good i'm glad and hey, i sure appreciate talking and anytime any time and I think all y'all for even want me to get on here. I enjoy it.
2: Well, we love the history of the sport, and, yeah, this is a big day for Spartanburg with what Jeremy did last night, and it's great to have you to celebrate it with.
20: Yes, uh, I'm glad to be able to celebrate it with Okay. And
4: And it sounds like you won't come out of retirement.
20: Hey, I'll be talking to you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's got to get a car put together first. Strawberry, take it easy, buddy, and thank you for coming on Start Your Engines
20: thank you very much enjoyed it y'all guys have a good day and i appreciate everybody out
2: there all right thank you so much that Thanks, was a Robert, good guest
4: yeah he's uh he's uh he's wanting to get back in the race car. i can tell well, you better get him one ready <laughs> he's wanting to get in a pure stock division oh okay and uh they pay, they're paying out some good money in that they paid out three thousand dollars last weekend at cherokee speedway for that but uh you' gonna to have to mess with Nathan Showtime Pierce there.
2: Yeah, well he's he's been on the show too. We uh we get all the names on here, and uh, we are real proud to uh, support our local racers. And uh, you uh get you one in a couple of weeks, or whoever you want to get. Greg and I gotta go up to the Moonshiners Convention in uh, Mount Airy on the tenth. Actually, we'll be up there. Go up the ninth, but the tenth is a Saturday, and uh, so I'm gonna turn it over to you and Ronnie. Uh, and y'all do what you want to do. I may get us a guest up in here. Nope. I, uh, if you don't, you better be prepared to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Ethan Fagan and his uh, partner, the Coyote Killers. And uh, that's what I call them, but I think their business has a, an official name. But you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg.
0: start your engines. We'll be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Inpex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyer's program. Hurry on over to Impact's Pre-Owned, eighty-nine Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get
7: you driving no matter what. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal
13: events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page, The City of Spartanburg
8: Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners,
9: t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call (laughs) 864-583-8848.
2: And welcome back to start your engines and we are going to have a couple of guests here that uh they like racing but they don't have anything to do with it really unless uh unless a coyote runs out on the track or something and i'm talking with ethan fagan and andrew i'm sorry i don't know your last name but you guys are partners and uh and the uh wild animal catching yes,
14: we sure are that's halbert is my last name okay
2: andrew halbert that's right he uh Ethan told me that. Well, tell me what the name of your company is.
14: Um, they're
16: Foothills Heritage Heritage Hunters, is what we go by most of the time for everybody that knows us. We've got a Facebook page and um, things that we put some content up that we, um, removals that we do, and hunting ventures that we have on um, a couple places that we manage predators on, but,
14: um, Mostly just
16: cattle protection. Cattle
2: protection. Now, see, that's where uh, the first I ever heard that they had coyotes around here was when I wrote a biography with Bud Moore, uh, you know, and Greg, his son, is right here, and they used to hear coyotes out there, and they were, as Greg said earlier in the show, I think they were attacking the, the livestock, right, Greg?
5: Oh, yeah, they're, they're a big danger to livestock, and uh, we, we had they're some problems metal. with them. Well, I don't like them walking through
2: my yard. And I called up Ethan because he did have a Spartanburg address, and I'd already been turned down by a couple of people, or, or one guy just didn't show up when he was supposed to, and I'd already agreed to give him $500. And, uh, but Ethan came out there on a Sunday afternoon, and I've already told this, so I won't go through it again, and took care of the problem in no time. And I, I immediately uh, uh, said, you know, this people need to know more about this because I didn't know. Especially after you told me how uh, how bad the coyote situation is, tell our tell our listeners exactly what's going on out there with coyotes or any other wild animals that are are uh, people are having trouble with.
16: Well, coyotes since 2012 have become to the point they consider them uncontrollable in the eastern United States. Throughout the United States, period, um, uh, a lot of people don't understand that you know they have coyotes that walk through their properties and farms and. They're like, why do you need to kill coyotes? You know, why can't you just let them be? Because they're not bothering my farm. Um, And a lot of people don't understand coyotes need to eat their weight each week just to maintain their body weight. If they don't eat at least what they average in weight, they're losing body weight and they start falling apart. And that's when they push into the cities and urban areas where they get an easy meal and it's become... If we can't control at least ninety percent of a coyote population in an area um, within a twenty-five mile radius, they're, they're, we can't consider it a population controlled. Uh, last year alone, um, South Carolina hunters during deer season killed twenty thousand six hundred and seventy-four coyotes. Good grief, that's a so lot. Just, what? what uh, just some quick math. Those coyotes last year ate. 37 million pounds of wildlife whether it be cats dogs turkeys
14: baby deer rabbits possums, anything
2: and they're not the health the ones that you killed in my yard uh i mean they were they were horrible looking they were uh, very diseased
16: they are i mean not all coyotes that you see or foxes or possums, you know, a lot of those animals that we see all the time are actually clean animals. You know, possums, they're good to have on your property. They they, they control mice and um, small varmints and things like that, but your problems come when they become pests, and that's what—that's where we get the calls is when, the you know, an animal becomes a nuisance, um, whether it's bothering people or livestock or property, that's when you know, we'll get a phone call to come out in a safety situation.
14: Last week we got a call about a a fox chasing a uh, woman into a house. Uh, It's just stuff like that we deal with. I've personally been chased into a house by a uh, fox. Um, That was three or four years ago now, but uh, luckily I had a gun right on the inside of the door, and four or five seconds after entering the house, I could go right back outside, and that said fox was, Literally waiting in the yard with a foaming mouth, just thick, thick as can be, um, and I neutralized the problem. But that's just stuff like that people run into.
2: Oh man, that would be a nightmare. What do you have the most trouble with? Coyotes. Coyotes.
16: Coyotes and raccoons. Okay. I don't especially see that. In, especially in the city areas, and if people don't hunt. We're not, you know, not allowed to discharge firearms, so. Um, that's where a lot of people a lot of the wildlife gets abundant because they they, they eat fresh meals people feed their dogs and animals outside and yep. bring them back in in the night and whatever kibble or whatever's left over that's free game for them especially during the hot months. Um, I don't know how many calls we've received in the past couple months for raccoons alone um, but it's it's all wildlife black bears foxes raccoons even northern Spartanburg county we've got multiple calls of bears um, and just predators coming to the swimming pool—they're just coming to get cool. It's the closest thing that they can get to water, and they'll swim. And you know, they'll defecate in pools, and then we'll get calls. They, a lot of things. Some things we can't kill. Um, some things they aren't allowed. So we use harassment techniques and things like that to deter them. And things that can't be removed. There's some animals that can't be removed from a property due to disease transmission.
3: Now, the varmints that you're talking about years ago wasn't really a big problem, and especially in this area. But as we build more and more housing developments, apartments, businesses, yeah. we're taking away their habitat and they're having to come out, right?
16: It yeah. is. Yeah. A lot of people say, you know, the coyotes are on my land. You know, coyotes are on my land. You know, we're, we're building on their land. And they, they're, yeah. it's, most of most. Rodents. I mean, coyotes. Foxes. Foxes not so far, but coyotes travel 25 to 40 miles a night just to find for food. Uh, well, tell me now,
2: how do you work, if you do work in conjunction with like the game wardens and the Department of uh, Natural Resources? How, how do y'all inter uh, so intermingle your uh, your duties?
16: So we um, we are contractors for the DNR if they have. Um, what it's called, damage control officer. So if there's a animal that's come a nuisance or a, a problem, um, you know our affiliate there in Clemson will give them the list. People are ch- free to choose who they will. There's a list put out. Um, so it's all, almost like a call basis, but you know we work with them a lot, so we end up getting a lot of phone calls. Um, but there's there's some animals that we can't just trap, and there's there's places that we can't just set traps.
2: Well, what are those places and and, and what are those animals? Be, can you be more specific uh, on that? Yeah, that's so, fascinating.
16: Say, say, like, if we wanted to set foothold traps for um, a coyote or a fox or, or a conibear trap that's a body hold trap for, say, groundhogs or beavers, um, outside of the normal trapping season that is from November to February, we have to get a permit from the DNR. That allows us to trap those permits, those animals that have become a nuisance outside of their normal hunting or trapping field. Um Now, you know, inside the city limits, we can't discharge firearms, um, so a lot of our removals are are due to use through traps. Uh whether it's live heart, live traps, um, or foothold traps, or body grab traps, or snares, just depending on what the animal is. Um, and what the situation? And is what the really. situation is? Well, when you it's, catch
2: when you catch something, then what do you do? I mean, you got to do something with it.
16: It has to be um, euthanized on site. Um, okay. There's a there's a couple different ways we euthanize. Where you can um, use a medicine that's injected through a um, a syringe at the end of a stick. Um, it's fast acting, and it and or we can use a CO2 injection, which is the same thing with a box. Uh, that we pick the animal and set it up in with a snare and put CO2 in it. If we're outside the city limits, um, we use a 22 long rifle. That's what we use to euthanize most animals. Um, that's as big as we need to. That's as big as we need to go.
3: Now Perry said that the coyotes on his property looked pretty diseased. Was that the case when you finally got that one that was left over there?
16: Yes, it was, and uh, it was full of mange um we didn't send anything off for rabies but it was taken to a facility um, that the county approves of the disposal of bodies um so we're, it's, it's buried so there's no disease transmission um but that we trapped one about a mile from that location i think it was a day or two before and that
2: was the I other one that it. was running around my yard I, I, I you described it exactly the one that and because it, it was much bigger than the one you got that Sunday, and uh, it it was very unhealthy looking, but it was much larger.
16: Yeah. A lot of the th- a lot of the time we don't trap for the DNR. We we work for farmers,
14: livestock protection. Yeah, I had uh, I've had a big uh, problem on the Smith farm um, in uh, Polk County, and they were eat up with coyotes killing their calves. Uh, Basically the same problem I had on my own farm, and uh, we were able to go over there. Within two or three weeks, uh, I believe we killed, I think, 12 coyotes in less than two weeks. And then the third week was a little bit slow. We might have killed three coyotes that week. Uh, But in less than a month, we killed 15 coyotes, and that was a noticeable difference. Uh, They they don't have any problems with uh, calf killers anymore. Are there that many bears? We don't. I mean, we have a lot of bears
16: that's in, in the northern and and the North Carolina line and upstate South Carolina. I don't know if there's much down towards Spartanburg. I mean, there's a, a few. I mean, they've even been hit on the interstate in Greenville on 80 Business 85. So.
2: Well, we had one one time, try to uh, try to get in Spartanburg High School when it was uh, about two blocks from my house, and uh, that was, I mean, I couldn't believe my eyes when I I, I saw the footage of it. But um, Greg, did you have something you wanted to say?
5: Well, what I was going to say to the gentleman, first of all, you guys do a great service and do it humanely and everything. But what is so frustrating, and, and like I say, me and Daddy had a small cattle farm uh, off of Canaan Road. and uh, But to see how much destruction they can do, especially uh, to a calf and a mama cow having a calf. Yeah, it, most it,
14: people it, haven't seen that.
5: It It is it is very uh, unpleasant and and it's uh they're much more dangerous animals yeah because like i say that they have to eat too that that's the problem and yep. when they get hungry they're gonna find something to eat but uh, they certainly aren't uh farmers best friends whatsoever but you guys yep. do a great job
2: guys now what what's your fees for uh do you have different fees for different animals i know you told me the other day when i was talking to you uh in fact you thought i was somebody else i think what that had had uh, you said five skunks under their house. That that had to be a lot of fun.
14: Now something like that, we're definitely going to charge for. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would coyotes, charge double. Coyotes, beavers, groundhogs, anything like that. Uh, most of the time, we just hunt those out of pure enjoyment.
2: Well, you know that that's what Ethan said that day because I was standing there with uh, Nakul, my but my next door neighbor, who actually it was under his tool shed. And, uh, and this other guy wanted $500 up front. And I said, Ethan, what uh, how, what do we owe you? And he said, well, you don't owe me anything. We we just do it. And uh, a lot of times people will give us some, you know, make a contribution. And Ethan, I mean, and uh, Nikola and I did. But uh, Ethan pointed out that he's, uh, he's a U.S. Army veteran. And uh, I thanked him for his service. Uh, Andrew, were you in the military? I was not.
14: No, sir, I was not.
16: Okay. Well, Mil, uh, we've, known each other, we've known each other since since he was born. Me and his brother used to be friends, and I mean, his mom was basically my second mother. So we've known each other since we were kids.
2: Yeah. Well, tell us again now. Um, uh, okay, so you do charge for some animals. A, a skunk, you're going to get paid for, right?
16: Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think we're going to end up if it's especially if it's under half. um, Anytime we discharge, I mean, euthanize a skunk, it. it it's gonna, it's gonna express its glands, um, and if we have to go under the house to get with an animal, we're gonna know that we're gonna be sprayed, so we're gonna have to, you know, take the necessary um, precautions we need, whether to set a wash tub up outside the house with tomato juice and get, get downright stinky.
2: Well, I mean, do you have like a hazmat suit or something that you wear?
16: We do wear class, we do wear class B suits that go all the way down from our ankles to our our hands and then we wear gloves and a mask we put on but even even with that suit on it still it still penetrates the suit
3: now does tomato juice work as well on skunk spray as i've heard it does
16: it does that's about the only thing i've ever done just yeah we have a couple gallon cans of tomato juice that we can and put up and that's what we keep it for
2: (laughs) wow i never heard of that one before I, i just heard about bloody mary's
14: it's not. It's not fun by no means. I don't recommend
2: you try. It. <laughs> no, I'm, don't worry. Hey, uh, look. All right. So tell us again the name of your company, and a couple of ways to get in touch with you. Cause uh, I mean, I think you guys do a great job, and I'm I'm so tickled at who I picked to come get my coyote. So, uh, um.
16: our are are you can find us on Facebook at Foothills Heritage Hunters. Foothills Heritage Hunters and then um also we both answer the phone day and night um if you don't get us just leave a number and um Andrew's number is 828 817 5844 if you can't get him you can call me at 828 748
3: 6664 well guys i'm so glad you came run you have some i got one more question and kind of indelicate is this enough that you can do this full-time or do you have a day job
16: we both have full-time day jobs
3: okay well
16: we appreciate what you do we both manage farms on we both manage farms here in the upstate oh, okay
2: All right, well that's great well look thank you so much for coming on ethan and andrew and uh
12: sure.
2: i'll uh, i can rest at ease because i know what i who i'm gonna call if I, oh one more thing and and this isn't widely known especially by my daughter i didn't want her to know it but we had a snake in the house about three years ago do y'all <laughs> handle that too yes sir we do you know i wouldn't beat we the
16: handle um so we're we're licensed with or we're uh, we're registered with a State south grind to remove all wildlife
2: see that would be horrible i mean how could you know where he went i was lucky because he just laid there and let me beat the crap out of him but uh uh, we, do a
16: I, lot of honey, we do a lot of honeybee removal in the upstate. I'm, uh, this year alone, we've done more honeybee removal than we have in the past three years. Well, uh, I, we, we removed 30 honeybee hives from homes and barns this year.
2: Wow. Well, look, I, I hope everybody that needs you wrote your number down. If you didn't, uh, call Start Your Engines. I'll get it out there. And... uh It's great having you on the show, and uh, I hope uh, you've—I know you've educated me, and probably a whole lot of other people listening. And uh, just thank you so much for what you do, and uh, keep doing it. And you're welcome to come back on any time.
16: Yes, sir. Well, we appreciate y'all having us on, and give us time to talk a little bit about what we do here.
2: All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. That's uh,
16: Foothills
3: Heritage Hunters. That I didn't know that was such a, an animal in existence.
2: And, you know, I just made a racing connection. A.J. Foyt named all of his cars Coyotes. Remember that? <laughs> yep. He won the 500 a couple of times in, in his own Coyotes. So, uh, All right. Well, let's take our last break and come back and uh, touch on some of the local or, or some of the national things that have happened uh, last week and are coming up this weekend. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox
12: Sports Spartanburg. Low prices, big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Call 864 479 1197
10: for details. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics. Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com.
13: Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust speedy lube in inman open weekdays from eight till six for fast fare and friendly service visit speedy lube asheville highway in inman
19: at Jani, your goals are our priority. When you work with Jenny it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interest based on your unique needs, goals, Goals and preferences conveniently located in the Spartanburg office Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances contact him by calling 864-585-8282 that's 864-585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com Jenny Montgomery Scott LLC member FINRA NYSE and SIPC
11: River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. PrintX on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, PrintX is the place to look. PrintX offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call PrintX and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, PrintX does that too. PrintX, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000.
0: Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSBG Spartanburg.
10: McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at mcdonalds.com made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse, and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees
2: all right start me up aj i got about 13 minutes now to uh tell you what happened last week and what's gonna what is on the schedule today i don't know what's gonna happen but i know where it's gonna happen and about what time um well, let's go back to Xfinity because they ran the uh, Sunoco Go Rewards 200 last week at Watkins Glen, and it was won by Kyle Larson um, who had a race-long battle with uh, the Xfinity regulars. Second was A.J. Allmendinger. Third was Sammy Smith, who had a hard crash last night. Fourth was Noah Cragson. Fifth, Cass Grala. Sixth, Sam Mayer. Seventh, Riley Herbst. Eighth, Sheldon Creed. Ninth, Josh Berry. And 10th was Jeremy Clements. And as he was running 12th as they were coming out of the final right. turn. And in the background, you could see him crashing. And I said, oh, Jeremy, if you miss it, you got a top 10. He missed it, and he got a top 10. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to jump quickly to Cup just to mention that. Uh, um, No, I'm not. I'll save it. So last night, uh, we don't need to go over the points after uh, after Watkins Glen. But last night, of course, they had the Wawa 250. And Wawa is a uh, convenience store, it's like a. Yeah, uh, uh, quick, quick. Trip. Original, original place. Yeah, uh, Wawa two hundred, uh, Wawa two fifty, powered by Coca Cola, and uh, of course it was won by Jeremy Clements. And yeah. uh, you just while we had the Coyote Catchers on there, you watched the highlights. What, I did. You if, think? You to,
3: if you go to YouTube and and type in Xfinity at Daytona twenty twenty two, we got a couple of. Tw- 19 20 minute highlight reels and jeremy started out real good i mean early in the race he was up to number eight he got up to fourth at one time with okay. n- on the lap nine because i was watching
2: it as it was happening and he started ninth because of how well he did at watkins Glen. right go
3: ahead and uh in the third overtime the you know they kept having crashes yep and he ended up When they started the third overtime, he was in first place. Yeah. And retained that, lost it, and then got it back. And the last couple of laps were very exciting. If you didn't get to see it, if you didn't get it recorded because it was so late, watch these highlights. The last two laps, Jeremy just flat out drove some of the big dogs from Xfinity. Yeah,
2: well, it's the it was uh, AJ Allmendinger who's leading the points. Yes, and has a couple of wins this year and Brandon Brown. But the guy that uh, really got on him and helped him uh, when they he got that green him when flag, he got
3: the initial lead on, on on the Sage Karam
2: got yes. right up behind him, and they drafted away and going down the back stretch on the last lap. Um, Jeremy actually had a pretty good lead, he but they, they ran him down and got around him. Uh, Brandon Brown and, uh, Brandon went high and, uh, and the announcer said, um, uh, he just made a mistake because Almondinger went low and got around Jeremy. Right. But Jeremy kept his foot in it. I'm telling he you did. what, he didn't have any help. He just powered back past Almondinger as they were coming a couple of hundred yards from the, from the checkered flag. Oh, actually the white flag. White flag. They, uh. Uh, had a crash behind him, and thank goodness. I don't know if it was on purpose. Doesn't matter to me. But they didn't throw the caution until Jeremy got the white flag, and uh,
3: which in the third overtime gave him the win. He he won it. He was the winner. And, the announcers went crazy, and so did the rest of the. He earned it, and
2: he deserves it. He does it. So it's uh sorry we couldn't get him on the show. I would imagine they'll have him on. Well, I know he'll be on
3: Wednesday from R.J. Rockers, yeah. and I may and be there myself. Anytime anytime you go to daytona they are going to be some big wrecks so the uh and surviving is part of winning yeah well i, I there's
2: one wreck there where he just hugged the wall on the back stretch and got around it all and uh he's 16th in points but the heck with that with the win he he actually is sitting in 8th position because of his stage points and uh, that's 8 out of 12 right. and there's still three races to go before they start their playoffs so he can really improve his position um and the next race for the xfinity drivers is and i had it right here a second ago will be next will it be at darlington yeah where he almost won you know he he had third in, he runs well at darlington he too had third in the bag when we did our. you know we were down there for the right. remote and he uh um had one turn to go and uh crashed and ended up i don't know doesn't matter 14th or something maybe but uh he had a top five for sure so Jeremy runs great at Darlington. He's told me that it's his favorite track. And, uh, so he's got a chance to improve even on being eighth in points. I could, right. couldn't be happier. What a great day. All right, let's go to cup. Um, and what I was going to say just now, when I almost went to cup, Kyle Larson was the winner and AJ Allmendinger was second. Now the two races that now we're talking about the, uh, go bowling at the Glen, which was the last cup race last Sunday. A lot of times, drivers have swept both races at a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you seen the first two be the same?
3: That doesn't happen often.
2: Well, they had talked to Almondinger after the cup race last week, and he said, I'll tell you one thing, I'm tired of finishing second to Larson because <laughs> he did in both races. So, uh, uh, Kyle Larson um, was the winner, A.J. Allmendinger second. Greg, Joey Logano was third. Fourth was Chase Elliott. Fifth, Daniel Suarez. Sixth, another good run for Malcolm McDowell, who actually was up front that whole race and led 14 laps. Um, Tyler Reddick was seventh, Christopher Bell eighth, Chris Boucher ninth, and Eric Jones was tenth. The cup point standings now is really in a jumble because as we were talking with Deb, Kurt Busch is dropping out of it, and he was actually in 15th place. So Chase Elliott is the leader with four wins. Then with two wins, you've got Kyle Larson, Logano, Chastain, Harvick, Byron, Reddick, and Hamlin. With one win, you got Bell, Kyle Busch, Alex Bowman, Suarez, Cendric, Chase Briscoe, and Kurt Busch. But Kurt's going to drop out, which is going to probably allow uh, uh, Blaney and Truex to both make it. And if one of them wins the race, if some, somebody besides Truex or Blaney wins the race uh, tomorrow, it's going one of those two won't make it, and it'll probably be Truex. So well, let's see how that plays out. They run tonight at Daytona, and uh, that will be the Coke Zero Sugar Free 400, and that's at 7 o'clock on NBC. <laughs> Some of these names kill me. Uh, I know it. Used to be the Firecracker 400. Yeah, that was a hot easier. Uh, that was a good time. All right, uh, trucks. Trucks don't race again until um, two weeks. They don't even run at Darlington this uh, this time around when they will run the Wise Power 200 next Friday, and I think that's at Kansas. Don't hold me to it. Chandler Smith is the point leader. Zane Smith is second. John Hunter Nemechek is third. Grant Enfinger fourth. And Ty Majeski is fifth. Uh, Let's go to ARCA, who um, ran two races last weekend. They ran it uh, on Friday at Watkins Glen that we discussed. Then last Sunday, they ran the Alan Crow Memorial 100, and that was on the dirt at the Illinois State Fairgrounds. Uh, who you think finished ninth, Alan? We've okay. had him on the show this year.
4: I have no idea.
2: Ken Schrader. Oh. Ken Schrader out there at about 160 years old. And, uh, <laughs> no, actually, actually, he's younger than me. Uh, finished ninth, but your winner was Jesse Love. Buddy Colfoyd was second, and I never heard of him. Ryan Erz- Unzinker was third. I never heard of him. Sammy Smith was fourth, Nick Sanchez fifth. Rajah Karuth sixth, Daniel Dye seventh, Taylor Gray eighth, Kenny Schrader ninth, and Bryce Hagenberg was tenth. The points in Arca, by the way, they don't—they uh, race tomorrow at another venue that thrills the heck out of me. That they're using again—it sat dormant for a few years, and that's the Milwaukee Mile, which if they had continuously kept on it, they had been running there since 1903, and it would be the oldest continuously run racetrack. But they had about four years there where they didn't do anything, but it looks like it's coming back. It used to historically always be the last race after to, uh, after Indianapolis, the next race points in Arca, Nick Sanchez, Daniel Dye, Rajah Carruth, Greg Van Alst, and Tony Breitinger are your top five moving quickly to Indy. They, uh, they don't run again until the grand prix of Portland. They've only got two races left, uh, next weekend. And then the weekend after that at Monterey and that, September 11th, they are done. Will Powers, the point leader. Joseph Newgarden, second. Scott Dixon, third. Mark Erickson, fourth. And Alex Palou is fifth. Formula One is back in action this week. They will run at the famous Spa-Francorchamps course, which was the first race was held in 1924. The track was nine miles long. Now it's 4.3, which is still a pretty good road course. And they're bragging uh, on the Internet about how pic- picturesque it is and through the hillsides. so we'll see if they've, uh, I, I still, I know they've cleaned it up a lot because they had a lot of bad accidents there. And that's one of the first ones. Jackie Stewart made them start cleaning up. Uh, they will, uh, the points, uh, did not print out for some reason, but Max Verstappen is, uh, is the points leader. And he's won a whole bunch of races this year. And of course you got the weather tech sports car championship. They're off until, uh, uh, the, October the 1st. I think it is when they run at road, Atlanta, and let's do TV real quick. Um, at 3:30 today is the WeatherTech Sports Cars Championship, but not the prototypes are there. It's the regular sports cars. That'll be at 3:10 on Emsa uh, TV. And then at 7 o'clock tonight, weather permitting, it's the uh, um, NASCAR Daytona Coke Zero 400, and that will be at 7 o'clock on NBC. Tomorrow, Formula One at 8.55 on ESPN2 from Spa. 2 o'clock, the WeatherTech sports car races again. And at 3 o'clock, if, if that's on Peacock. At 3 o'clock, if you can get MAV TV, you can watch uh, the ARCA race at Milwaukee. Got a minute, 40 seconds to go.
3: Ronnie, anything you want to say? Well, one thing we haven't mentioned with all the excitement in, in the Xfinity last night is high school football's back underway. Yep. And last night, most teams in upstate had a three-hour lightning delay yeah
2: it slowed everybody down so uh don't have much time for high school football today like we did last we had a jam-packed show greg something real quick there for about two seconds
5: yeah glad to have you back by the way well the main thing jeremy clements win that was a complete win and yes uh i am back and i want to make sure i was good enough to be back here but i'm I'm just so overwhelmed about Jeremy Clements and so proud for them guys. that uh, I, I feel a lot better. Yeah, I do, too. I think
2: we're all happy about that. Alan?
5: Got local racing going on at Cherokee Speedway and Harris
4: Speedway tonight.
2: Okay. Well, I hurried y'all up, and we still got 50 seconds So that.
12: <laughs> I don't
2: know if I got 50 seconds worth of things to say, but I do need to thank Lanny McKinney for all he does for us, and Ronnie's been sort of – not sorta. He's been helping us out with the, uh, just pinch hitting the podcast. You're doing a great job. In fact, he got some shows on there that we didn't have. We had saved to the desktop here. So, uh, that the numbers are kind of out of whack, right? Yeah. Like I think maybe show 173 was actually back in July or something. But anyway, I, I haven't heard those shows. So I got lots of good listening, to, uh, for when I'm sitting there at my desk at work. So go out and see your local race. Uh, support your local tracks if you got any wild animals called the foothill heritage hunters and uh i tell you what we're looking forward to uh coming back next week and talking about darlington greg try to get us somebody good uh, associated with darlington we'll be back uh natalie a bunch of people are coming so they're on the way the rest of you keep it between the fences
0: The home of Open Mic, weekdays from 3 to 6.